Before we start today's episode, I have an invitation for you. For 10 days in March, I want to invite you to get very cringy in your content. I am so excited to be hosting a public challenge that I like to call the cringe challenge. For 10 days, I'm going to challenge you to market more than you ever have before, to post, publish, go live, do all the things that make you cringe. But this doesn't mean you're going to work more, do more, execute more. What I'm asking you is all about stepping into self-trust, moving past the negative thinking that slows down your marketing. The truth is the majority of people out there do not lack the wisdom or knowledge to share brilliant content. What stops them in their tracks is perfectionism. So if you want to shake your perfectionism to the core, this is your chance. You are going to be creating authentic content that feels like you. You're going to be breaking content rules. You're going to be doing all the things you think you're not supposed to be doing. Think about this challenge as the anti-perfectionism challenge. The perfectionist part of your brain wants you to slow down, to think about what you're going to post thoroughly, and then make it pretty on Canva. Not this month. You're going to spend 10 days doing crazy things that you might have not done before this challenge. Posting on IG at 10 p.m., 2 a.m., 5 a.m., do it. Posting seven times in one day, do it. Writing an email one sentence long, let's go. Typos, no problem. Every single marketing rule out the window. We are getting started March 11th and we're celebrating the opening enrollment of Show Up Real, my content and community program on this day. So if you want to get out of your head when it comes to content, join this challenge. It's going to be so much fun. You're going to learn things about yourself and you'll probably grow a lot of engagement while you do it. Sign up using the link below, or you can visit me on Instagram and go to my link in bio to sign up for this challenge and get on the waitlist for Show Up Real. I will see you there. My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful start to your week. I am, we've got a lot going on over here. This episode is being published probably when I'm either in Mexico or in Vegas. I'm going to Mexico 
with my husband to celebrate our 10 year anniversary. I cannot believe we have been married for 10 years. It's kind of crazy. It makes me feel very old. (laughs) But we're going to Puerto Vallarta and to Guadalajara to celebrate. We have not traveled away from our kids, I think, ever. And we've taken like a weekend getaway, but nothing bigger than that. So, I'm a little nervous. The mom guilt is definitely creeping up, but it's, it's happening. And then the week after is my mastermind live event, which is in Las Vegas. And it is going to be just, uh, I'm so excited to be with this group of women and really helping them see this vision for themselves and help them in their business and really get very focused on what the next level of their businesses look like. So I'm excited to do that. I'm getting in penthouse suite in one of the most amazing hotels in on the strip. And I'm just so excited, y'all. I'm so, so, so excited. I've never done this type of live event. It's going to be just so bougie, like the bougie, bougie, bougie. (laughs) But I want it to be comfortable too. We're also going to like do so many like exercises around our celebrating ourselves and getting to know ourselves and um, understanding like our own nervous system. And I have a good friend of mine, Yuri, Yuritsi, who is a nervous system specialist and coach who's going to be there. And I have an amazing event coordinator who's helping me and my team. And it's it's just been a long, um, it's definitely been a lot of work to get here, but I'm so excited about this event and to kick off this next round of the mastermind. So that's what's happening. All right, let's talk about today's guest. I am so excited. I have Kathy Cano Murillo, aka the crafty chica. She is the owner of the award-winning site craftychica.com, which specializes in Mexican-inspired crafts. She is a former syndicated newspaper columnist and now a full-time creative entrepreneur and has authored 10 craft books and two novels and is a best-selling book about life of Frida Gaulo. Her product lines have been sold on HSN, at Barnes and Noble, at Michaels, and hundreds of pottery, craft, and fabric shops across the country. Kathy's mission is to promote positivity via creativity. She's also been featured on Forbes, New York Times, BuzzFeed, so many more. Y'all, this woman is such an amazing storyteller. She is so kind. Literally just having this conversation with her, I felt her love. She's such a joy. Like you could feel the love just oozing out of her. She's such a pleasure to be around and to have this conversation, I really wanted to tap into her creativity and like all the permission you have to give yourself as a creative to create over and over and over again. She also has an incredible story of really 
trusting herself. I love the way that she has dove into opportunities and has really practiced self-trust in so many levels. I, You're going to love this episode. I had so much fun talking with her. She's so badass. And I really wanted to have her on the show because she's such an example of like, how can we just love ourselves, who we are at the version we are now and show up in such a real way. And she's such an example of that. So I know you're going to love today's episode. Make sure to screenshot this episode, tag us both the crafty Chica and Kat Del Carmen. Uh, so we could repost you and yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Kathy, I am so excited to have you here. You let me just start by saying your energy you probably get this so much because it's so freaking special <laughs> your energy is it's contagious it's like i could feel it from a mile away your kindness your humanity your love like it's love that's what it is that's the most precise like your love and joy like everyone feels it just being next to you it's pretty incredible oh. Thank you. And that goes vice versa too. Oh, you're so it, sweet. Doing what we love, like yes. we're honoring our purpose. We're paying attention to it and letting it lead us. And I think that's something that it just kind of illuminates as you go when you're living in your purpose. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Well, thank you so much for being here. I am so, so grateful. Let's get into the questions because I, I, I have a whole bunch of <laughs> Sure. Um, I would love <laughs> for my audience to get to know a little bit about your story. I've had the privilege of hearing you speak, I think, two times now because you were at We All Grow mm-hmm. 2022. And uh-huh. um, 2022. Yeah, I think it was 2022. And most recently at Mujer on Movement event, mm-hmm. which was incredible. I would love for my audience to learn a little bit about how you create it. Well, tell us a little bit about like what you do and who you are. I mean, I already told them, but in your words, but I really want them to hear the story I heard around like, (laughs) how did you take the leap to really trust yourself to build a business where you get to create all the time? You know, like there are specific things like, oh, I did this. I accomplished that. I had this goal and that goal. But now as I look at the whole overview, it was really knowing at a young age where the spotting the magic and feeling it and then accepting that as the normal. So, you know, I always love to share like thinking back to fifth grade, like this chubby Mexican girl reading her writing her story in class and my teacher having me read it in front of all of the fifth grade homerooms. And I was terrified, but you know what? I read that story and people clapped, they cheered it. All of a sudden I was cool for like that short period of time after I read that story. And I knew then like, Oh my gosh, I have something like, I, I, this is like a superpower that I can do, like writing stories. 
And I carried that with me all through high school and college of wanting to be a features reporter at the Arizona Republic and interview celebrities. I interviewed my very first celebrity in high school because I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I stalked his dad and found him and did a cover page story. And once that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, this can really start coming through. Later on, my husband and I, we had an art business and we handmade all of these wonderful items, uh, Mexican themed home. This is in the early nineties where there was only like little souvenir or fine art. There was nothing in the middle, like, you know, really pillows or journals or anything like that. And I just kept imagining seeing our handmade products in in national retailers. And it happened. Like Bloomingdale's, Target, Urban Outfitters, Hallmark. We ended up with 300 accounts placing orders. The downside is we were not, I can manifest the end goal, but I did not strategize the (laughs) business operations of it. So next thing you know, we're like, Two it's little toddlers problem. in this tiny house, and our house is a little factory. Like mm-hmm. literally in the bathroom where the baby slept, we had flower pots, you know, ready to go three hundred at a time that a store would order. Yeah, and at that point, we hated it. And I went to work at the newspaper because I circled back to high school of like, yeah. oh yeah, I wanted to be a features reporter. Yeah, and I worked there, started a craft column on Saturday that got picked up by, um, got picked up to be syndicated, ran in 130 papers all around the country. And it was then I started realizing the value of having that end goal in mind and reverse engineering and taking the steps to get there. And I realized what a lot of people do is they will have the end goal, but they keep it so far away or they keep it as a dream in the clouds. Whereas I, at the time, I didn't know I was doing it. I was just like, let's just keep going until they say no. And then we'll go to the next thing on my list. Like I literally had this list of all these things I wanted to do. And one by one, they just, it it wasn't like I did it in chronological order. I actually found the list like after my mom passed away and I found my childhood things. I had my list there and I'm like, oh my God, write women's fiction novels and travel all over the world. Do this, do that. So, you know, that's why I say like, I'm, I'm so proud of like, you know, having this business of being a hyper creative, a multi hyphenate hyper creative where I'm like, okay, I can, I want to be an illustrator have my stuff like at Barnes and Noble, um, have an end cap at Michael's, mm-hmm. um, be on HSN, the home shopping network. And yeah. all of these things came to fruition. <laughs> they were all experiences that I wanted to have. Yeah. And so now it's a matter of, am I a multimillionaire? No, because my experiences are more about the experience of making those accomplishments, whereas people would always say, if you would pick one of those things and go hard on that one thing, you could like build this huge business. I'm like, 
but I don't want to do that. Like yeah. I might as well go work at the bank or something or yeah. have an office job because then it becomes work. Well, you're a creative, so, like that's who you are. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. and, and you could, I mean, any creative could like build a business off of their, I mean, you have, <laughs> but like a huge one. Right. But it's like, you well i have a i have a question for you actually off of what you just said cuz i i've 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 gotten to hear so many pieces of your story which i love the like paycheck story or like the salary negotiation oh, yes. story, which we could get yes. to lots of lessons along the way lots yeah. of lessons about yeah. mindset mm-hmm. i have a question for you you talked about how important it is to like have the big goal and like have these like crazy outrageous goals. I'm curious, do you ever feel like they're too big or too far or like if, well, let me more straightforward question. Do you ever feel like it's not going to happen in those moments? And what do you do about it to like get yourself? This is the thing. I believe all of them can happen at any time. So I I work to be prepared for when they do happen. If they do not happen, I know that it was not meant for me. And I know to go to the next thing because it's not just three or four things that I have on my experience list. I have like 50 things. It's like a wish list. And it's not like a bucket list. It's like putting in my order of like, I want to, I want to see what it feels like to not have, uh, this is the thing that I had talked about at We All Grow, where I used to have like goals for everything. Like mm-hmm. I want to have a best selling book. Mm-hmm. And then I had a best selling book, but it was like Amazon today, you know, women fiction or women who use, you know, mixed media are like, it was a bestseller, but in a tiny little category. I'm like, you know what, what would it be like to have a whole end cap at Barnes and Noble? Like, what would that look like? And there was a part of me that was like, that is too crazy. Like, that is too crazy. And then I'm like, well, technically it could because I have, you know, novels and journals and calendars. And wouldn't you know, it ended up not every store in the country, but a lot of the stores actually built an end cap with my picture on it. Wow. My calendars, my journals, they even pulled one of my self-published short fiction books that I sell, my novels, my craft books, and people were sending me pictures. And I was like, right on. Thank you. Thank I know. And and that solidifies, okay, if that was doable, like, let's one of the things on my list is like, have one of my novels turned into uh I, I I used to say like turned into a screenplay and then it was but nothing happened so I'm like yeah okay like me watching my book on Netflix and people love it like it's a beloved oh my series God. so it's really fine tuning and then or something better yeah and if it doesn't happen I know that in this lifetime it wasn't meant to be but I just am very clear and and I think that is such an important thing like in our lives to stop our expectations of day-to-day routine and really start looking at life as like this is our experience here for a short time Mm -hmm. and 
like when you go to Disneyland and there's Adventureland, Tomorrowland, this and this. Mm-hmm. We're, okay, guys, we're here for one day. What do we want to see? What what ride do we want to go in what area? Mm-hmm. You go to that area. You go on that ride. You wait mm-hmm. in the line. You, you get the ticket. You wear the proper clothes. You get yeah. it, all of that. So it's looking at life the same way. Okay, I'm here. Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? And it was just these past couple of years that I really stepped into the power of that kind of thinking mm-hmm. from fifth grade on all the rest of the time. It was kind of haphazard. Yeah. It was serendipitous. But now that I understand it better, I'm having so much fun with this. Yeah. Well, after it happens a handful of times, you're like, I guess it all is in my control or like, I guess, I guess it what is work. meant to be. Yes. What is meant to be? You know, and, and I always ask, like, you know, I do a lot of praying, a a lot of like speaking to my parents and ancestors who have passed on guardian angels, everything like, please clear out what isn't meant for me to make a path so I can easily see what is meant for me. And it's really surprising the things that get cleared out because you're like, oh my God, that wasn't you know, or that journey's done that you've got, I got what I needed for my experience from that. So it is, can be scary, (laughs) scary, but it's having faith in why you're here and following your intuition. I love it so much. I think that's so true. I remember. So in the first year of my business, I worked really, really hard. And like, it felt like the result was like this small (laughs) in my head, you know, looking back Uh that year, it felt like I'm like, I've worked so hard. Why didn't, you know, why didn't things happen the way it was? And it was the year, the next year, I just decided to put like, I'm like, okay, hard work does not always equal the results. Mm -hmm. Lesson learned, right? Yes, so true. And then the next year, I'm like, you know, I just, if I really want this, let me just like, get good at this and give myself a whole year to just like, Mm -hmm. get good at it. Like, that's it. How do I get good at like helping my clients get results? And then how do I get good at like giving value to the world, growing my audience, like all the things. And that was, and then that year, funny thing is the year I like journaled more than I ever have. And a lot of my journals, I want to go back to what you said around like how you, how you journal or pray or whatever the case is. A lot of my journaling is to God. And so that's so funny because that year I, and and still I, I do this from time to time. I should do it more actually. Um, but I'm, I'm always writing, like, give me clarity. Like, please let me see what I can't see. Like, give Mm -hmm. me the wisdom I need to have. Like, tell me what direction to go. And I think what I love about what you shared, two things are one, how specific you are with the things that you want. Like, some people wouldn't say like, I'm going to have an end cap at Michael's or Barnes and Noble or whatever. Like that feels too big or not specific. Like they might be like, oh, I'd love to like have my thing in a store one day, which is fine, right? Like it's okay. But it's like, why can't we be as specific as you? Like, yes, what would that be? Like to just even imagine it is like, I never said I'm going to have my stuff in an end cap in Barnes and Noble. It was more like, I want, I, I wonder what that would feel like. I would love to have the experience of what that would feel like. What would it look like? 
And even my first product line, I made my own labels for my paint bottles. And I'm like, I don't need to wait for a store to have a product line. I can have my own product line. And then it ended up, I had a product line at Michael's, you know. So it's being loose and chill with it, but working hard. And I know like with your story of making that decision, you had to sacrifice things. You said, I'm going to spend this year on focusing on this. What do I need to clear out to create the space to focus? And I think that's where a lot of people they kind of like can't clear it. They want they it all want at once. Clear anything out, and you cannot add something new or focus on something yeah. if you don't take something out. I'm a I'm I'm a person where I'm very disciplined with deadlines. I think it's it's comes from my days as a newspaper reporter. Yeah, well, we yeah, had hard deadlines. We had to like go out three hours, come back with the story, write it, turn it, in, all of that. Yeah, so. I have, I'm very much like I have to finish what I start. And when I'm working on a specific project, I only focus on that. When I um, don't have a to-do list, I, I'm watching TV. I'm scrolling too much, going down rabbit holes of, you know, Jodie Foster as a child, you know, on TikTok <laughs> or just random things that like, which is yes. fine. We all need that yeah, also. Yeah. But, but but during the day when I'm working, like I need to stay focused to finish these tasks so that I can have free time later. And it really is about saying, okay, I need to, I'm not going to, I have no notifications on any of my social media. I don't want deems. I don't want anything. When I'm working, I put my phone on do not disturb. I let people know like t- Tuesday, I can't, I do this on Tuesday just so I can make sure I get things done. And so it's not like things just fall out of the sky. It's like, yeah, you have to really work hard on it. Yeah. I, I, I totally, totally agree. I think it's so funny because I'm a little bit opposite of you. I'm like horrible at deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like scramming to get things done. But I also think like going back to like it is the hard work and there are going to be some sacrifices and you don't even have to think about it as sacrifices. It's more just like there are like if you if we want to create like this life that we want and it looks different for all of us, we like just working hard towards doing like this one thing and it could be one thing, but like really going towards one goal, whatever that looks like for you. It's really about the person you become on the other side. When, when you said, what did you said this at the, when you were speaking to at the, um at the event, but you were something like it, you, it's about becoming the person or um, uh, what did you say? <laughs> it's like doing it's not only the creating it's like who you become along the way on to the goal um, yeah it's a journey of yes the lessons that you learn along the way and being aware of the lessons yeah because they will if you don't time it will come back it will keep coming back until you learn the lesson in business, work habits, relationships, people put energy into. Um, yeah, that that's a big part. Like 
the ugly cry moments <laughs> because it's not always yeah it, you know it it's like there are some hard fails yeah like, oh can I can I ask yeah. you about of your like one uh, I guess it's hard to look back and call it a failure but is there any moment in time that you thought was a failure like at the time you were like it's it's the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Work. I I've had a lot of humiliating mistakes in front of very important people. Ah. Uh, comes with putting yourself out there. There was a time when I had a meeting for my product line with the manufacturer. I went into the meeting with this super presentation. I had read the Excel sheet backwards know how to work excel and so there's all these men island i was doing it virtually and one of i even had scarlett o'hara in my presentation of like you know it was i made it all cutesy and one guy said why did you build this off of the lowest selling skews and i said excuse me and he goes he clicked the button and he goes based off of the top selling SKUs and the marketing we're going to wrap this up and we'll come back so we hung up was shocked and my husband was in the other room and he goes oh my god I, I started immediately sobbing because I had quit my job at the new for this opportunity and I blew it because I didn't teach myself sell and I volunteered to give my own presentation because I thought ass I should have let the professionals handle it and and she said you know that can that I, I it was like like I'm still traumatized and it, it just felt like slow motion talking but but they believe in you they love the product line so they're giving we're going to fly you out here and you will re-give this presentation from today to the vice president of the company because now we don't have time to so I'm like okay fly me out there I will get the job done I went and the first thing I walked in and I said I went to Chicago who here knows Excel and this lady raised her hand she helped me with Excel and I it was amazing. Like I literally cut all the little pieces for the products. I priced them out, you know, uh, 12 pegs, how many items per um, times 300 stores, like how much revenue would come in. I gave the pres president, she slaps her hand on the table and she goes, now that is a presentation right there. What Kathy did. And then these guys are sitting there like, <laughs> no idea what it took to get me there to get to deliver that presentation that is the best presentation I have ever seen wow. and you know so I had to like really fail hard I learned so many lessons from that experience of to stay humble educate myself uh see who's going to be at the meeting and you know oh. what are they looking for when they come out of the meeting because I was blessed in that they believed in me. 
Mm-hmm. If if anyone else, they could have said, "We're done with you." Like yeah. she doesn't respect our time. She, yeah. you know, we're. But I made it through to where they put me out there, you know, yeah. to be given. So that was a big one, and I've had several of those. Wow, that is such a good story. The, you have the goal, and sometimes your mindset or skill set doesn't fully, you know, isn't ready yeah. for the goal. That's why I said, "Now I prepare." When I have a thing, I wonder what it would be like to have a thing at Barnes and Noble. I'm like, I'm going to start painting and drawing like 300 designs so that if it happens or if it's not Barnes and Noble, it's another store. I will have everything I need, you know, to get it ready. And thank God, because that experience taught me to prepare for opportunity. Wow. I think that's what I was getting at is like, because you've said that it's like you got to prepare ahead of time. Like, yes, you have to become the person like you have to be ready for when you get the opportunity, not wait Mm -hmm. for the opportunity. But let's like need to get done or like and prepare for after the opportunity, Mm -hmm. because what happens when you do that? It takes everyone knows it's, you know, like a lot of music artists, they have like a hit song. But then they have to deliver four more hit songs after it. Like if you see um, Lizzo's documentary, she had her hit songs. And then the album, they're like, we need at least six more hit songs. It's like, oh, my God. So you have to not only prepare for opportunity, but also prepare for when it's successful. How are you going to follow it up? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. I kind of want to shift gears. I want to know, you have, I'm curious about how you brought your creativity to social media to build a community. Because I think people, there's so many, so many, too many, not too many. There's just so many, but there's so many amazing artists, amazing entrepreneurs. I work with a lot of coaches who have so many gifts of their own and so much wisdom to share. And where they get stuck is selling it, marketing it, showing it off, right? Yeah. Like that's where they get stuck. You're probably so familiar with this because you've had the hurt. You had to go through your own hurdles, I'm sure. How did that process, like you're when you started off like sharing your your gifts on social media and, and it could be social media and also just in your community but i imagine social media people get in their head about it so much mm-hmm. we all do sometimes but how did you make it okay for you to like share online and for you to share your creativity in that vulnerable way well it's like being an artist um i'm just very resourceful to free supplies, right? If someone tells me we, I have like one pound of cardstock, I'm like, I'll take it. I'll make books out of it. <laughs> so when my space came about, I was like, oh my gosh, what a great way. Because at the time I had my craft column at the newspaper and I wanted it to be in color on the front page of the, of the living section. And I was able to go on MySpace and say, you guys, will you click on my article? Here's the link. And it, I got enough people to do that to where they put it in color. And then it's, it got more clicks than the movie reviews. And then the movie reviewer guy was like, is that ethical what she's doing? 
like they didn't understand the concept. I, I, so I've always kind of been, a, I love new things, experimenting. We didn't even call it social media back then. And then um, YouTube came about and Facebook and all of those. And I just look at them as um, like gatherings, parties, networking, where people are hanging out and talking and sharing. And I want to show up with like the best chocolate dessert ever. So they'll yes. go, oh my gosh, who made this? Yes. I did. Hi, I'm Kathy, you know, except yes. it's crafts. So I just look at it like meeting people where they're at to share what I do. It's a free resource. Yes. And to build a business, I always like to tell people you have to remove yourself and your fear, overcome it for the sake of your business. If you mm-hmm. really want to build your brand and build your business, mm-hmm. you have to incorporate social media as part of your strategy mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm doing this because I have an awesome product that will help people that people will love. I'm trying to be a force of good for people. Yeah. So that is more important to me than me being shy on camera. And so I'm not going to lie. Like I have my own anxiety about posting, you know, where I'm talking and sharing things as opposed to just my hands. But I'm like, okay, Kathy, get over it. Like, it's just a video. Everyone's watching tons of videos. Like, stop giving it so much power of being, you know, just put it out there and move on to the next thing. Like, that's what it's about. And once you do it, it's not as scary. But it, it helps. The more you do it, the more it builds community. Yeah, I think that's so nice hearing it from you with someone who's built such an amazing community on social media. I wanted to call out a couple things that you said for the people listening. One is you called social, you, you didn't say social media, but like you called these platforms, like you think of them as like gatherings or parties where you're meeting people, which I love. It's so funny. I have with my clients I I I talk about social media like a party too and uh, but when so because I teach sales I my some of my clients will always get so weird when it comes to like check out my link in bio or or um sign up for my webinar or like whatever right and it's the call to action and the sales yeah. part that feels really uncomfortable and the way I describe it to them is like Well, your social media is the party, right? So you're always giving value to people. You're Mm -hmm. like telling them like what's going to be at the party and maybe they're even at the party. And then if you have something to offer them like a, um, for in your case, it'd be like something you created that like is Mm. the ornaments. I remember during Christmas, like on your, on your LinkedIn bio, it's like you're showing them off. The way I describe this is I was like, it's almost like you're baking hot fresh cookies and everyone can <laughs> smell them. Uh-huh. You're even telling people, I'm making these. And then when they're done, you take them out, put it on a platter and you don't invite anyone to have one. <laughs> you only just leave them there. And then they're left like, wait, can I have one? Is it for yes. us? How like, do make- I get one? Yeah. Yes. So that I love that you use that example because I use this example all the time. I'm like, you have to at least invite people to have a cookie. Yes. Like you don't have they to won't tell they, them. People have two seconds. Yeah. It's like if you don't have it in yours, they'll go to someone else's. And yeah. recognizing that each platform has its own personality. 
Yeah. So oh, I love really that. Saying, okay, is this a dress up party? Is this a chill party? Is this a formal party? And looking at each platform, at your content of what works best on each platform. And each, they're all so different. They are. You know, like YouTube, anything ceramics. People yeah. want ceramics. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Instagram, it's craft tutorials. TikTok, it's storytelling. So it is, each party has its own vibe to it. Yeah. And what do you want out of it by yeah. sharing it? What What is the end goal? Like yeah. just setting intention for everything. Like for me, even doing an Instagram, every single thing I go, what do I want out of this? Yeah. You know, do I want them to like it? Do I want them to share it? Do I want them to say, I want to make that? I mm-hmm. want to take that class. I want to work with her. Mm. Um, I want to leave a comment because I can relate to that story. So I always, just like the Barnes and Noble end cap thing, I always also do the same thing on a smaller level too. I and it just kind of helps like see, put the little bricks appear in front of you of where you're going. It's so and, like, intentional. The end goal. Yeah. Be intentional. And it doesn't mean you have to do it a hundred percent. Cause I mean, yeah, it's sometimes also just you've like got to be spontaneous yeah. and just throw stuff out there and have fun. Yeah. That is the main thing. But you know, the 80, 20 rule kind of thing, you know, yeah. you, you know, have a good direction for it. So people yeah. can get something out of it. And, and then, yeah, like you said, Invite them to have a cookie. Yeah. Tell them, you know, what they're made of. And yeah. Are and don't just let sale? them smell it. Like, every, every, they're curious. <laughs> like, yes, people want exactly. to know. <laughs> that is such a great analogy. I love that. I, I know. I always use it because it is like you, because it, it's like you never, you always want to invite people to have a cookie if you're cooking, you're baking fresh cookies. I also love what you said around being the force of good. I think so many people, they, you know, we get so like in our head about like either making something a business or putting ourselves out there and giving value to the world in in our way. In my business, because I work with so many coaches, I'm really, especially in my, in my um, program, Show Up Real, it's a content program to build community. And one of the things we talk about all the time is like how to like for folks to just get out there and like take action on the thing. Yes. And I think that we just get too much in our heads a lot. Like, and we make it like anytime it becomes like about us and like, oh Mm -hmm. no, but what about me? And like I feel nervous or I'm gonna sound stupid or I'm gonna sound this way or I sound like a beginner. But it's like we have to remember, I love the way you phrase this, like we are like we have wisdom we mm-hmm. can be a force for goodness like in this yes. world and we should do that in whatever way like is our genius and is our gift right for you that is like creating and being an example i think too for all of us by the way you're like are you into manifestation or are you just like a crazy manifester <laughs> I, I think it's a little of both. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, everything I've learned about your story is like, I want this. I get it. I want this. I get it. But, well, there's a lot of things that I, that don't come through. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of ugly tears in there too. Like that yeah. comes with the territory, 
you know, we don't, we can put in our orders and then we don't have control of which ones are going to be yeah. served to us. Oh, I, it's so <laughs> Or so in what true. way they're served to us. <laughs> yes. I, it's so true. I always tell my clients, like you can have the goal, but don't get picky about the how you get there. Yes, I Like know. don't get picky. Like, right. Just stay focused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You know, one tip that like you were talking about community. Yeah. One thing that I found that was really helpful is build different communities. So something with Crafty Chica that I, I, when I first started it, I looked at like Oprah, JLo at the time, Tyra for and Martha, like their brands and how they had these different branches like, uh, you know, a product line, an, an experience of, you know, shopping or um, their TV show. So I'm like, okay, how can I do that in a Crafty Chica way? So with Crafty Chica, I look at everything that I'm about. I'm a woman, uh, Mexican-American. I'm an artist. I'm a crafter. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. That's five different communities right there. So it's getting involved in the trade show industry of being a a crafter um, in the book industry of being an author community there. Phoenix, our local community here, Um, each one of those are communities. So it's like, you know, we have different, it's good to have different revenue streams. It's also good to have different communities And the ultimate thing is to bring the different communities together to cross pollinate them, um, you know, get book readers to get into crafting or to get, you know, crafters into reading books or, you know, so that is something that's really important when we talk about community is it's, we are multi-layered people and are, we, we belong in different communities. So, you know, just, showing up for those different communities. It it doesn't, it's not as intense as you think it just should happen organically, but definitely check out the trade organizations for the different professions that you represent. I love that so much. I never thought about it that way, but there's so much value in leaning into those communities because you also get to like own your identity within that community more, which is so cool because some people we get so caught, especially for like newer things, right? So like if you're a new crafter in your head, you're going to be like, well, I'm just dabbling. I don't know, like la la la. When the reality is like, no, if you've crafted and if you've been doing this work, like you're allowed to like be in this community, you can just become that person. Like it could just exactly. become a piece yes. of your identity. Yes. I love that. That is so, oh, so And, and I, I realized that like um, when I went to my first reading card trade show, it was a totally different world <laughs> from the craft industry. <laughs> it was more polished and like yeah. just kind of swanky. And I was like, oh my God, I was the new girl. It's yeah. good to be the new girl. Like yeah. keep learning and growing and stepping into new spaces. Mm. So it, it felt good to be the new girl and almost like, yeah, like you said, own my identity and start all over. And, and you know, what am I going to do with this? That kind yeah, of thing. I I love, love, love that. You know, what's funny is, and, and we'll wrap up soon. I am actually kind of bad at networking. I get very, I I'm very like, like 
I'm outgoing, but I am just a little, you're, you're, I didn't talk to that many people at Mujeron. I met a lot of people and it was a joy to meet people, but I am like an extroverted, I don't know. I'm definitely an extrovert. I don't know what it is. I got to uncover it. But I love this advice because now I'm like, ooh, let me look at all the different identities I have and let me lean into those and get myself in different communities that a little just like broaden it more, right? Than like this one community and like I have to build this or grow in this. When really it's like I'm multifaceted. Like there's a lot to Yeah, it's like when you look at your friends and you're you have that one friend who's awesome to go have breakfast and coffee with. You have another friend who you go to concerts with. Yeah. You know, like there's this <laughs> one friend that just comes over and you craft all day. Yeah. So it's just like you like, what am I in the mood for? Like what do we want to do? It's good to to look at you know, your communities like that too, of, of yeah. you know, because we're, we're very complex. We have different yeah. sides to us and they're I all beautiful. I love that so, so much. Thank you so much for being here. You are such, I could talk to you all day. I have a lot more questions for you, but I don't want to take up all your time. Thank you so much. Your energy is just like, a, like just talking to you feels like a warm hug. Like Aww. I am accepted. You have <laughs> such like, it gives off like you're very like inclusive, welcoming, like energy. And Thank it's you such so a much. Gift. And yeah. I'm so proud to be here with you. Thank you Thank for inviting you. me. Thank it's you. Such so an much honor. I, I appreciate you. Where, how can we, how can my community, my podcast community, like, and everybody where all the places I share this, but where uh-huh. can we best support your work? Where can we learn about you? All, all the things. Well, my website is crackychica.com. It has a whole bunch of craft tutorials on there. Instagram and TikTok is, you know, where I share content. So any of those places, my Facebook page. So any, you know, at Crafty Chica or craftychica.com. Amazing. Thank you so, so, so much. I appreciate (laughs) you. And I'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Amiga. If you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalkarman.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah. <laughs>